Welcome to Highland Herald, a podcast where two Final Fantasy-obsessed brothers discuss everything from Azura to Zell and all things in between. We are your hosts, Wolfkins and Soloists, Brothers of Light. This is Highwind Herald. Welcome back to another episode of Highwind Herald. As to what number it is, I don't know, but welcome. Um, this is Soloist being joined by nobody today because I am flying solo. Get it? I made that joke last time and it landed just as well as it did this time. Sadly, Wolfkins is out this week. He he couldn't make it work and life is crazy around this time of the year for him, so... Um, the show's going to be a little weird for a while. There may be some weeks off, but I've went ahead and said I, I'll step up and do solo episodes if there's stuff I feel like I have that I can talk about. And it just so happens today I have a few things that I, I think I could talk about by myself. I will keep this short, though. Uh, this will be one of our shorter episodes because, you know, our episodes usually go on because we can play off of each other, our very different opinions on some things. So <laughs> that definitely helps to have a long show that's worthy to listen to. So if, if you're listening to this on your drive to work Monday morning and it doesn't quite fill the whole drive, uh, I apologize. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say everything I can say. Um there's, as far as news, not too much happened. Um, one huge thing did happen in the streaming world, um, and that was Asmongold and Rich Campbell on their podcast, Allcraft, had an exclusive interview with Yoshi P himself. And I watched some of this. I did not watch all of this. And I don't want to really talk about it too much in detail because this is something I really want to go back to when Wolfkins is here because I'd love to get some of his input on it because some of the stuff they talked about was genuinely pretty cool. And it really gave me a good perspective into how good of a person Yoshi P is because Asmongold's mom has been going through a really hard time lately and Yoshi P led the interview off with wishing him and his mom well. And it felt very genuine and um i don't feel like a lot of game developers would do that and while the like the translator was saying some of the things about and walker and yoshi p just had that grin on his face that he's just so excited to talk about this game it's genuine it feels like a love project it, i mean final fantasy 14 feels almost like an indie game with how much yoshi p loves it because when you have indie games like undertale and you have Toby Fox who pours so much passion into it and loves it. That's more of a connection you can make between game and creator when it's an indie game and a smaller scale project team. But with 14 and so many people working on it, it's crazy to see that connection still be there. It's something we really don't see a whole lot, especially with the bigger video game corporations. So... It really set into stone. It made me want to really want to go into 14, which leads me into what I did this week. I um, am glad Wolfkins is not here because it is time for me to admit, without him saying anything, that I have done a Fantasia. Is that what it's called? Fantasia race change on 14 from a Makote to a Lalafell. I kept memeing about it a few weeks, but... Um, my character, Solo Strider, on Leviathan is now a Lalafell. 
And I kind of love it. I'm <laughs> not going to lie. I played a gnome in World of Warcraft for my entire time over there. And it feels almost more natural for me to play such a short character in an MMO. So it feels good. I like it. Um, I've been grinding my MGP. As of this recording, I have until the 18th, and it is the 14th. And I'm close. I've moved very slow, and I acknowledge that. But I've found some things in the Gold Saucer that I enjoy doing. The Chocobo Racing is very addicting. Um, probably not the best way to grind MGP. But I decided if I'm going to be here, I'd rather have it take a long time and me have fun than blow through it quickly and feel like I'm suffering. That may be a weird opinion, but that's just kind of how I feel about it. And I have had fun. I do like the Chocobo Racing. It's pretty fun. I tried out that, um, what's it called? The minion thing? The, like, strategic... It's hard to explain because there's really nothing else like it. Um, I tried it out, and... I liked it. It was complicated, and I was streaming, and I didn't have time to really delve in and learn it, um, so I kind of went through the tutorial and then stepped back and said, this looks fun. I'll need to go back and learn it later. I haven't done that, but I, I think there's something interesting there. I want to go see what it is. Other than that, I've been playing a lot of Dark Souls, which is not Final Fantasy related. Um, will have me ready for Stranger of Paradise, though. Um, very excited for that game, and as far as Final Fantasy, that's about it. So the thing I really actually know, I've also been playing Kingdom Hearts, which translates into what I wanted to talk about today. And I want to talk a little bit more about Sora's inclusion in Smash. Um, I fangirled over it last week. There's no other way to say it. I have never been that excited about anything on this show and probably never will unless something crazy happens with Final Fantasy IX, like a nine remake probably, but <laughs> it's probably not likely. Well, then again, this wasn't very likely so hold out never never give up hope that's what i'm saying um sora being in smash is a huge deal this is less of me about me talking about why it's a big deal i will have a little section to talk about why it's a big deal but i mostly want to go through and look at his moveset i have you won't be able to hear it but i have pulled up the mr sakurai presents video with sora battling with sora um i am by no means a professional at Super Smash Brothers Ultimate by any means. I watch a lot of competitive play and I understand top level play. I understand the terminology kind of, but I'm not good at it. I'm horrible at Smash. It's kind of like an overweight dad that really likes to watch football. I understand it and I will sit back in a recliner with a giant tall soda and watch it all day and scream at the players and they screw up but i could not do it <laughs> give those dads a football and watch them get winded running halfway down the field they're not doing it that's just, that's me with smash and pretty much any esport i watch honestly but i love smash smash is a huge part of my life it's one of the biggest games in my life i've bonded with so many of my friends over this game we've created so many stupid little sub games in this game and i have so many memories with my siblings about Smash growing up. Super Smash Brothers Melee. And ever since the idea of third-party characters coming into Smash, Sora was kind of a no-brainer for me. Because, um, you know, third-party characters coming into Smash started with Sonic and Snake. And even then, characters like Cloud and Sora still seemed far-fetched because people are saying, well, they need to be at least affiliated closely with Nintendo, even though Snake is right there. I don't understand what they're saying. 
But ever since Cloud got in, I was like, oh, that's really cool. I really like Cloud. But when's Sora coming? Like, I thought right then, I was like, Sora, right? And I may have been a little late, but I was right. <laughs> Everyone says that it is impossible for Sora to be in Smash. Everyone had said that, should I say. But it's here now. And the reason they were saying that is because of licensing, which... I am not undermining. I'm sure it was a complete and utter nightmare. Because if you look at anything resembled at all in Smash, hardly anything is Disney. In fact, I'm looking at a picture here. I'm pretty sure the only Disney memorabilia that made it into Smash is the Mickey Mouse keychain at the end of the Keyblade. And I guarantee that symbol alone cost millions of dollars. The Door to Darkness has the Smash symbol on it. They changed the background that had um, Riku, Kairi, Donald, and Goofy to have Riku, Kairi, a Palpu fruit, and a raft to get rid of Donald and Goofy because you can't use Disney, but, you know, we didn't want that in the game. I mean, would it have been better with Donald and Goofy resembled somehow, like in the back of the stage, like a lot of characters are in the final Smash? Absolutely. That would have made it a thousand times better. But is this still great? Okay, well, a thousand times better might be dramatic. It would have made it better. Let me let me not overemphasize things. It would have been better. But is it bad by any means without it? No, we didn't want that. We wanted Sora and Smash, and we have Sora and Smash. I have no room to complain. I think he looks amazing, and I'm happy with that. But as far as like his move set actually goes, I'm gonna actually turn this down a little bit. It's really loud in my ear. Um Sora, the stance and the jumps are one for one what they are in the games. He does that goofy, giant, bow-legged jump when he jumps. I always thought that looked ridiculous in Kingdom Hearts 1 where he, like, jumps, but instead of a jumping animation, it's just, like, his legs and his arms, like, just spread out like a like he's a spider. <laughs> I always thought that was funny, and I'm really glad to see that it found its way into Smash. Of course, the alternate costumes resemble... Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, 3, and um, Dream Drop Distance, which I'm glad they decided to include Dream Drop Distance. It is one of my favorites in the series. Um, 1, 2, and 3 is a no-brainer, but having Dream Drop Distance is there is a pretty cool little love letter. I'm going to skim through this <laughs> a little bit. And, of course, you have the alternate costumes, which is like the final form, and the Timeless River costume is going to be the one I have almost exclusively. That is one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen ever. So, one of the cool mechanics with Sora I've seen here is that a lot of his moves are actually combos, where um, the first hit of his attacks don't look like they have a lot of stun on them, um, but everything is kind of, it, it's kind of like supports mashing, which if you play Smash, you know mashing is like if you have a really good move with the character, and you're like encouraged almost to mash it, just hit it over and over and use it, you know, the noobish examples would be like, you know, Kirby's down B. A lot of people think that's a good match move when it's in reality a horrible move on Kirby. <laughs> it's like it leaves you – the window is so big for it. It is impossible to hit a player that has any idea what they're doing with it. Um, but it's a, it's a fun casual move. I mean, this is a casual game. Um, but Sora, it seems like all of his attacks are – like a one, two, three combo. So it's not a forward air. You don't just hit forward air in the air and it does one attack that will kill, you know, like with Mario. Um, <laughs> it is a 
forward air, forward air, forward air. So you're going to have to hit one, two, three, which is very resembling of the games. Because even I made the joke in one of my Kingdom Hearts streams that it felt like I was breaking my controller's A button <laughs> playing the game. Because I was just hitting A over and over. And that's exactly what it is. His ground one, two, three combo is the exact same thing as it is in Kingdom Hearts 1. The aerial, the forward aerial is too. Um, honestly, including Sora with any other mechanic would have been weird in my eyes. Um, his neutral air is the little roll that he has in the games. If, if you're new to Smash, like if you are excited for Sora and listening to this as a Final Fantasy listener, and you maybe are not big into Smash, but Sora being in there is making you think, maybe I want to play. It is not new for DLC characters especially to be so heavily represented by their games. Like, it is not a new thing at all. You look back to characters like... You go back to Kazuya, the character right before this. Like, Kazuya, Ryu, Ken, and Terry Bogard all play completely differently than any of the other characters in the game because they are from fighting games and they have their combo inputs from their fighting games. No other character has combo inputs, but the fighting game characters do. Smash is full of that. Smash is a really good job. It does a fantastic job at not making the character fit around Smash Brothers, but make Smash Brothers fit around the character. I think I said that right. So it's not like, for instance, you look at like Mario Kart, right? And it's really cool how Mario Kart 8 has like Link in it. And he is right there and he's driving in the cart. Well, that is Link fitting into Mario Kart. Smash makes Smash Brothers fit into the character almost. So this isn't just Sora being in a fighting game, having a typical fighting game moveset. This is Sora being in a fighting game, having a moveset that is basically straight from his game. And that's resembled here with these combo moves, where every single action... Because that's the thing about Smash, is that Smash is full of one-hit like one hit combos, because the forward air is just one hit, that link into other hits, basically. It's not kind of like a jab, jab, jab. It is a one jab or a four tilt into maybe a down tilt or something. Sora seems like he works differently to where his like forward airs actually have combos. If that makes any sense, it makes sense in my head, but the more I try to explain that it kind of doesn't make sense. I'm going to move on because the more I, again, the more I try to explain it, the less sense it makes. Um, so that's just one thing that really sticks out with me is the fact that, it literally looks like Sora is just... This is like 2D version of Kingdom Hearts, basically. He plays exactly like he does. I did notice one thing. I always imagined Sora's running animation in this game to be what it was in Kingdom Hearts 2. Like, I imagined his walking animation would be his running animation from Kingdom Hearts 1, where he walks with the keyblade behind his um, back, and his running animation would be the one in Kingdom Hearts 2, where he kind of holds it forward and runs. No, they gave him the stereotypical Square Enix float in this game, which... Well, except for Hero. But that's kind of weird to me. So it seems like... Oh, so that's a good point. If you do not... Okay, so one hit in the combo. So if you do like one jab instead of three jabs, it will launch. If you do two, it will not launch. And if you do three, it will launch with the most power, obviously. Um, it may seem kind of pointless to ever do two-hit combos... Because it'd be like, well, you want to launch your opponent at the point of smash. But I can see reality, maybe, depending on how bad the lag is and lag and startup lag on some of these moves are, I could see realities where you maybe would do a two-hit jab to stun lock almost 
um, for a few frames and then go into like a tilt into another direction or maybe a short hop forward air into a different combo. So it's basically like getting a full combo with two extra hits on the beginning of it. Um, so I can maybe see that being a thing. I'm not the best at analyzing frame data just by watching a video. I'd have to play the game. Um, but that's just maybe something I think. If you're a Smash player and you're hearing that and it sounds absolutely ridiculous, I'm sorry. That's just my impression. <laughs> I could be very wrong. Okay, so his forward, his up tilt is twirling the Keyblade in the air. I'm sure that's a move um, from the series, but I'm having a hard time remembering where it's from or what it is. His uppy being that little twirl thing, that's definitely not what I ever thought it would be, but it kind of makes sense. Okay, so his down tilt is the stereotypical just swipe. I don't think that is from any game, but it is going to be kind of kind of busted it's not the little dash that cloud and sephiroth have i'm kind of glad about that because it sets up into a four up up tilt so that's really cool so the way it's set up and i know this doesn't make sense for um i'm gonna try to do a little bit less of like a reaction video kind of thing and a little more discussion for the listeners i'm so sorry there's no video for you all but um tilt moves in smash are basically if you tilt the direction stick in a certain direction but you don't actually press it the whole way it's like if you tilt it to the right but don't push it all the way just tilt it halfway and hit the action button it'll do a tilt move on the ground um they're usually weaker but their setup games are usually amazing some characters have obscenely crazy powerful tilts too so Sora's down tilt is a little swipe he just takes his keyblade and swipes their feet which will trip them a little bit and it combos into his up tilt which does like a hurricane not hurricane but a helicopter thing with the keyblade above him kind of like an ichigo thing i know that's a really random reference but like in bleach kind of like when uh, ichigo's go <laughs> ichigo goes hollow and he like twirls the some zamgetsu around like that like a helicopter uh <laughs> let's talk about anything but final fantasy on the final fantasy podcast hey we've agreed in the past story technically counts but it seems like a lot of sore stuff um will combo into each other in very different ways than Smash is usually used to. Um, the, the tilt thing is very common for a lot of characters, but here it's a. it seems like it is different for Sora because of the maybe 1-2 combo into a 1-2-3. Um, so that's a little different. His smash attacks seem very generic, I won't lie. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, I, I honestly, I think the more flashy they get with smash attacks, usually the worse they are like Banjo's smash attack heads really cool. How he like flings Kazooie over his shoulders, but it's not a very good smash attack. If the fact that they go with generic, just a slash with the keyblade, you may think, well, that's not fun, but you know, it's going to be good. The, the stab in the air though. I usually don't like those. Um, this downward stab. I don't hate that. It's a little weird. What is that from? Is that actually from the game? It's since Shockwave. So the down smash, Sora basically just hops up and smashes the Keyblade down into the ground and has since Shockwaves out. It seems like it has some pretty good range. I don't mind that. Um, okay, the air attacks. I think I've really already talked about those. Let me skip through and see if there's anything remarkable. Um, basically, the, the normal thing, while you're in the air, if you hold up, back, forward, or down, it changes what moves they do. And all of Sora's moves have... Um, down they have one two three combos I'm, I'm sorry i was looking at the down air but it looks like sora's down air is kind of a one of the command fall down airs um those usually aren't super good 
Like you think about, I, I mentioned Kirby's already. Is that's like a command fall? I, I think that's what they call it. I could be very wrong. Where you know you get a really powerful hitbox, you do a lot of damage, and you just fall to the ground super easy. I mean, saying a lot of damage makes you think, wow, that must be good. They're usually pretty bad because they're very easy to avoid. Um, they're fun because they're rewarding when you get them off. Like Sonic's, if you can get his off off stage, it spikes, and most of them do spike, and it's really cool. But they're usually not very good because they're very easy to avoid. Um, and you think about Bowser's that can pretty much kill almost anybody at like 70%. But it's just hard to pull off against, again, people who know what they are doing. Casually, I'm sure it's going to be a very fun move. And I just saw right there. I just saw right there. Um, so Sora did an up throw. And then he jumped up and did a 1-2 up air. He did not finish the combo with three. Because he did that and did not launch his opponent, he was able to combo and follow that up with an up B to continue the move. So instead of grabbing his Wario, his opponent, throwing him up, and then jumping and doing an up B, he was able to jump, do one, two up air, then do an up B. Basically the same thing, but getting two jabs from up air in there, which that damage adds up and will be great. Sora then goes into what I think is going to be the most fun part of the character to a side B, which is Sonic Blade, which is basically Greninja and Pikachu Uppy, where you use it and then you get a brief moment to choose which direction it goes in and then he like dashes that way, but you can do it three times. So he did that Uppy into, I think, three Sonic Blades. To do something very similar to what Bayonetta was doing at the end of Smash 4, there's no way that it's the same thing. Don't even get excited. There's no way, no way this game would let that happen again if you don't know. Bayonetta had a very similar combo in Smash 4, and the character was busted because of it. Like, it could kill you at zero. The, she basically has a very similar move where she does, like, dashes like that, multiple in the air. And she could carry you off the top of the screen that way. Because she could basically do it forever. Um, Sora's looks similar to that, but the, it, it will not work the same. There's just no way it will. <laughs> they won't let that happen again. It would be kind of cool to see Sora come in as a last character, though. And be as overpowered as everybody. Like, just be overpowered. That would be so satisfying. So his neutral... B move is magic. It basically, every time you use it, it alternates Faraga, Blazaga, and Thundaga. And they all function a little differently. Faraga, it looks like, is like a long-ranged fire attack. Thundaga launches three lightning bolts in front of you, and Blazaga is shorter range, but can freeze. Um, Honestly, we all knew magic would be incorporated. I kind of thought it would work a little differently. I thought each of the special moves would be their own thunder moves or their own magic moves. So I thought down B would be literally Pikachu's down B where you use thunder and just goes to your keyblade. I always imagined that to be the case, but it is not, which is fine because it creates more situations for um, sort of have different moves from his kit, which is cool. I always like it when they combine more than one move into one button for that very reason, so they can have more moves pulled from the original game. And that's another thing with um, Smash. Very um, with the characters, very few of their moves are actually just random hits. They are mostly one-for-one -one references from their games. If you really want, there's a lot of good YouTube series that will go into depth on moves and their influence in Smash. Um, Sora's will probably definitely come soon. Duh, go check that out because they're very fun. 
Oh, the taunts. The taunts are basically using the different magic spells. I saw Arrow, Stop, and Kiraga. That's really cool. I like that. And then Sonic Blade. We've already seen Sonic Blade. I already talked about it. I think Sonic Blade is going to be what makes and breaks um, Sora. The meta for Sora is definitely going to be a lot of Sonic Blade. Uh, because it is. it makes him have one of the st stupidly best recoveries in the entire game. And... It looks like it has some pretty good cheese material to, like, take people off the stage. Especially characters, like, when you, like, get them to... Bait them to use their double jump or their aerial too early. Not aerial, their recovery too early. Then you can just side B them right off and recover back. Or recover them off and side B back. Um, if none of this is making sense to you, I'm very sorry. But, um, basically, side B is holding side and pressing the special button, which is B... That's how Smash works. Smash, there's no inputs. It's all directional buttons. So you have a physical attack button and a special attack button. And then from there, everything's directional. You have a side physical, an up physical, down physical, like side special, up special. Um, or A for physical, B for special. Side A, up A, side B, down B, up B, just like that. And yeah, <laughs> and you got smash attacks in there and tilts too. But if you get confused at all, so basically side B means side special and up E means up special or recovery. And of course, down a, down B is counter. Uh, there's really nothing to say. Counter basically creates a short window where anything that hits you gets countered. Um, I, I, that's one of my weaknesses playing this game because I'm very bad at responding to counters. Very, very bad. The stage is Hollow Bastion and part that place at the beginning of kingdom hearts one don't really know what it's called uh oh the song list night of fate destiny's force shrouding dark cloud hand in hand blast away gummy ship 2 hollow bastion um scherzo di note uh fragments of sorrow and des desta destati <laughs> yeah yeah uh no disney songs the spirits are kairi ventus aqua terra riku shion Axel, Roxas, and is that it? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Which <laughs> is so cool. I cannot believe Sora's in Smash. So that's basically it for the actual presentation for Sora. The rest of this video, I think, yeah, the rest of this video is Sakurai basically flexing about how amazing Smash is, which he has every right to. Um, so let me talk a little bit about, I'm already almost at the half hour mark, which is around where I thought I would do it the most. Excuse my dog in the background barking. Um, sorry <laughs> i don't know what to do he he just does that but um basically super smash bros and it, from the outside looking in the entire thing about smash and the big deal they made seems dramatic this is not only the last dlc for smash if you think about it smash for 64 that first commercial where they're all in the flower field and they start fighting. Technically the first Smash Bros. reveal. This is the end of it all. And the fact... And will there be more Smash games? <laughs> Duh. Like, there's no way they're just done with their most successful franchise right now. Or There's no way. But, um... Under Sakurai, probably. And Sakurai is the creative director, by the way, for... Masahiro Sakurai is the creative director for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. He foresees and makes most of the decisions for the DLC characters, I believe. 
and he does the presentations all the time. If you think about Smash, he is pretty much the face of Smash. He is the one who presents everything. He's the one who plans everything. He is Mr. Smash Brothers. And this was his last presentation. And he decided to end Super Smash Brothers Ultimate that had DLC characters like Joker from Persona 5, Banjo-Kazooie. It had Kazuya from Tekken. It had such big names. They finally got King K. Rule. This was the game smash players wanted obviously there are a lot of people that are always mad because the more amazing things you get the more crazy things you want like i wanted gino and eggman and smash as well i didn't get those i don't care i'm fine but that's just the nature of the beast with the internet the more amazing things you get the more amazing things you'll expect your dreams never truly come true they just get pushed further and you create bigger dreams and he ended this whole thing off this amazing roster of characters with Sora from Kingdom Hearts and to some people you may think Sora is nowhere near iconic enough to end this off but quite literally for the fan base Smash applies to it is statistically proven to be because Sakurai came and said that when they did the Smash Fighter ballot which I said last week Sora was the number one requested character in all of Super Smash Brothers. They did that for Smash 4. I bet since then they've been working on getting him in, figuring out the licensing. And maybe they got it solved sooner, but Sakurai said, we need to finish Smash with the most requested character. If you're upset about Sora being in Smash, you're probably not listening to this podcast, honestly. And if you don't care about Smash, you're probably going to skip this episode, which if you've listened this far, then... Follow me on my socials. But uh, <laughs> Sora being in Smash is a big deal because it's what we wanted. It's statistically proven to be what the majority of us wanted. Are there Smash fans that are absolutely disgusted by the fact Sora is in? <laughs> of course. <laughs> like, duh. But the majority of us, this was our number one pick. And say what you want, the trailer at the end for Sora, the final trailer for a character in Smash Ultimate was more of a Smash trailer than it was Sora. That was the final Smash trailer. That was a Smash Brothers thing with Sora appearing at the end to say, Hey guys, I finally made it. And the music is so emotional. Seeing Sora stand in front of characters, not from Disney, but from Nintendo and partnering companies was unlike anything. I love Kingdom Hearts. I've said complaints about Kingdom Hearts on the um, show previously. Kingdom Hearts 1 is not aged the best, but it's still a very fun, enjoyable game. Don't get the impression I don't like Kingdom Hearts. I am not... That's just the kind of guy I am. I will criticize and talk about things and pick them apart. I'll even do that with 9. 9 is my favorite game ever, but there's still parts about 9 that I don't think have aged well. Don't tell Wolfkins that. But, um... (laughs) Um, so don't ever think that I don't love Kingdom Hearts because of that. Kingdom Hearts 2 is literally one of my top, like, five favorite games of all time. I love it. It is amazing. Sora is one of my favorite characters in video game history. And I wanted nobody more than Sora. And, you know, but whatever. (laughs) I wanted nobody more than Sora in Smash. I'm happy. They could not have ended this better in any way. Um, and for me, and this isn't super, um, Final Fantasy related, but, um, thank you, Sakurai went trending, and I know I'm pretty late to the party, but 
well, the dog says thank you too, but I know I'm pretty late to the party, but I wanted to pitch in my thank you, Sakurai, because Smash is a game that really has brought a lot of people together, and definitely me with my friends. I reconnected with one of my best friends, actually, because we met up in college and played Smash 4, and we started talking and became really good friends again. Smash has done so much for me. I've made friends in college because of Smash. I've went to i've hosted smash tournaments on my stream it is a game that brings people together and you he accomplished that uh, you know it's just amazing thank you so much thank you for that the fact that smash has representation from final fantasy my favorite game franchise will extend it to kingdom hearts which I, you know we we've we've discussed again kingdom hearts is an honorary final fantasy title um the fact that it includes that, and it includes my favorite video game character ever, Sonic, it is amazing. It is such a great game. It has its problems. The online sucks. But man, if you're sitting down with friends on a couch, there's no better game to play than Smash Ultimate. Thank you, Sakurai. And I will continue to play this game for years. And now that Sora's in it, I will love every second of it. And I, I did before. But enough geeking out over that that's pretty much all i have to say the final smash i mentioned is sora unlocking kingdom hearts one of three the door one and locking somebody in there and then doing a little oh yeah pose after it so um sora's in smash it's great this is the last i'll talk about it on the stream i'll probably mention being happy about it but um that's pretty much two weeks in a row we've talked about it we we'll move on and again i was alone so i talked about pretty much just whatever i could um Next week, Wolfkins will be back, I think, and we will talk more about the Yoshi P interview and whatever happens next week. I'm sure something will happen. Um, but that's it for the show. Um, I have nothing else to say. Thank you guys for listening to me ramble. Uh, I've been alone. I honestly didn't think I'd go this long, but, you know, if you're start- if you're talking about something you really like, then that's whatever. Um, follow me on my socials. Follow me at TV on Twitter. That's Solus underscore TV. Uh, Soloist TV on Twitch, Soloist TV on TikTok, Soloist Plays on YouTube, Soloist on YouTube, and join my personal Discord. That's something I've never really plugged here before. Join my personal Discord. It's called, I think it's still called Starcaller Soloist Crew. I need to change that name, but I won't for a while so that this doesn't age poorly. Uh, <laughs> Starcaller Soloist Crew, we hang out. We talk about Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, and other games extended. Um, come hang out. On top of that, also join the Highwind Herald Discord and follow the show on twitter at highland herald follow wolfkins on twitter too um you know he's a pretty good guy we we may we may disagree about a lot of stuff but he posts some pretty cool stuff if you like the walking dead then that's where to go <laughs> but uh that is it for the show i'm soloist and again i hope you enjoyed listening and if you made it this far and somehow made it past the second round of fangirling over sora and smash then you're a true highland herald fan and you probably deserve something cool, like merch or something. But we don't have any, so uh, I'm going to end this before I ramble on and say more stuff. So, uh, yeah. Bye-bye.